Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. Thank you for joining us. This is another episode of The Bible Says. I am your host, Andre Ajaho. We're just going to wait a few minutes to get the people coming on in here. All right, guys. And I'm going to bring on our co-host tonight for The Bible Says. All right. Give me one second. I'm going to bring them in right now. I want to introduce Arshana. What's up, Arshana? Oh, 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 oh I know what I did wrong. <laughs> yeah, I'm pressing over. Here's everybody. <laughs> hey. Hi. Arshana and Marissa. How you how we doing, doing today? Tonight? Hi, I'm doing well. I can't complain. Good, good, good. I'm just going to move you guys back over the way I had it. There we go. <laughs> yes, thank you, everybody, for joining us for this uh, last edition for 2020 of The Bible Says. And uh, just want to let everybody know that on next week, next year, it will not, I will no longer be in the show. It will only be Arshana and Marissa. All right. They're Aww. going to take over. I'll be here still producing, but you know, I won't be there. But it's okay. <laughs> All right. So let's see. Okay. Yep. So everybody, like and share, like and share. I got to just share this really quickly. And then we are going to get this show on the road. Bam. Oh, see, there we go. Share. All right, and we're sharing. Yes, liking, sharing, all that. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I have to share to uh, WhatsApp people too. I share on WhatsApp. Awesome. And so as you guys are coming in, make sure you guys are liking and sharing the video. Invite your friends, start a watch party. We want to get as many people as we can to come in for this hot topic with us tonight of soul ties. And while we're waiting for you guys to come in, um, we simply want to start just a small discussion with our icebreakers. I sometimes call them appetizers, you know, just a few topics right before oh we get God. to the main course. <laughs> and so first, up we have the coronavirus vaccine i know that they have released the vaccine and some of the nurses and doctors and some people are now taking the vaccine some people are um, recording videos and are updating us on the status ever since they took the vaccine letting us know how they're doing i just want to know as you guys are coming in and as we're warming up this evening what are your thoughts on the vaccine what are your thoughts on you know um those that have already taken the vaccine have you seen the videos we want to know what you think i see some are coming in we see hosea who else is here as you guys are coming in speak to us let us know your thoughts yes share the video we're going to try to check out the comments and respond to you guys Who else is here as you guys are coming in and speak to us? And also, just to be clear, if you do a watch party and you leave a comment, your comment will not be on the stream because Facebook watch parties have a separate comment section. So if you would like your uh, comments to be on the show, then please just get the actual link and... Uh, share that to your page nothing i like the watch parties but just your comments won't be shared. yeah we still we still definitely love the watch parties yes absolutely so who's here let's see if we can see some of these comments i see 26 people are on with us What's good up, evening good evening i hope you guys have had a great sunday so far lydia lydia, lydia Banks. says hi What's hi up, lydia, lydia? co-host on black news undisputed multiple shows <laughs> how are you hi Erica it's so fly. What's up, Erica? Hi, Erica. So How fly. are you? Erica's my a, girl. Yeah, I, I have a quick little thing. She she sent me um a Facebook live of you, Marissa. And that's how I got connected with you from Erica So Fly. So thank oh, you, wow. Erica. That's so cool. Through, Erica. She, she was I just sharing. Girl, you came through. Yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> 
I like that. So what are you guys thinking um, about the vaccine? Jeremiah Shaw, how you doing? Preacher man, I see you. I, it's a lot of people in tonight from my city, Memphis, Tennessee. How y'all doing? Uh, Tennessee. <laughs> Addie Scott, Addie Scott, thank you for joining us tonight. Hi, oh, Addie. Thank you. Make sure you guys are sharing. Share, share, share. Lydia says, you ladies look good tonight. Oh, thanks, Lydia. Definitely a confidence booster. Yes. <laughs> Kenya hey. Ortega. Kenya, thank you so much for joining. Another co-host on Black News Undisputed. Thank you for joining us. Got to awesome. step out for the last Sunday of 2020. Yes. Let's see. Lloyd. Thank you so much, Lloyd. From Memphis. All right. <laughs> yes, as you guys are coming in, how about you put in the comment section where you're from so we can recognize you? Yes. Hi. Hi, Minister Tiffany. Minister Tiffany. Minister <laughs> Tiffany. How you doing? She's from my church, y'all. Okay. Right, right. What city are you from? What city are you from, Tiffany? <laughs> <laughs> Let us know where you guys are watching from. Miss Paula Washington. Thank you so I'm much, friends of the show. That's my mom, y'all. That's my mom. <laughs> uh, thank you so much for joining us tonight <laughs> on The Bible Says. Yes. We're so excited for our hot topic tonight, which is soul ties. If you are familiar with soul ties, you know it is a heavy topic. And so we definitely want you guys to participate with us in the comment section. Andre is going to make sure that he's putting your comments on the screen. And we're going to try our best to answer as many as we can. Um, you're welcome to put your thoughts, questions, comments, and concerns. Um, and we're going to take this thing and run with it tonight. Yes, yes, this is yes. going to be a really good topic. Super excited. <laughs> One in the house, 216 in the house. Yes, invite some people. <laughs> All right, let's get this thing started. All right, and before we actually start the show, please, we have to cue the intro. <laughs> Enjoy this intro, you guys. Thank you, thank All right. Yes, no, we're super excited for this transition that's about to happen. Um, it's bittersweet, but we're excited. Yes. <laughs> oh, I'm so glad to be a part. Yes, thank you so much. Kevin right, says, God well, bless the show you, men and women of God. God bless you, Kevin. Yeah. We're going to get this thing started. Yes. Let's see. Oh, thank you. I made the intro. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you gotta get, you gotta do the dirty work yourself sometimes. You know, it's expensive out there. Okay, tonight we're going to be talking about soul ties. Um, last week, if you joined us, we talked about what the Bible says about love. And of course, you can't talk about love without talking about 
soul ties. So we yes. kind of jumped into it just a little bit, but we wanted to come back this week um, and dedicate this whole segment or this entire session to soul ties and its completion. So if you guys have any questions regarding soul ties, if you have any comments um, regarding soul ties, or if you want to add on to anything that you hear us touch on tonight, you are more than welcome to do so. Um, we want to hear what you think. We want to hear your opinion and we want to definitely include you in the show. So I'm going to hand this thing over to Andre and he's going to get us started. Andre. Yes. Yes. Thank you so much. <laughs> All right. So <laughs> we're at a new station. <laughs> Back you to guys you. have to be patient. <laughs> you have to be patient with Andre, you guys. He's operating our media. He has this awesome intro that he's doing for us and he's working on the comments. So all right. So last week we did briefly talk about soul ties. So I went to Google and uh I had a definition of soul tie. So I'm just going to read that again. And then, um, you know, mm -hmm. Ashana and Marissa can just expound on it for the ones that did not see last week's show. So okay. I went to Google, what is a soul tie? Ministering deliverance describes a soul tie as a linkage in the soul realm between two people. It links their souls together, which can bring forth both beneficial results or negative results. Ladies, take it away. Absolutely. And so um, I also, of course, did a little research on soul ties myself, um, not only through the word of God, but of course, online. You know, Google is our number one friend on um, whom we can depend. <laughs> so I went into Google and I saw that definition as well. Um, when I saw that, it kind of made me glean from a scripture that came to mind as well. And that first scripture that we have is from First Samuel chapter 18 verse 1 and i'm going to read that again it's first samuel chapter 18 verse 1 and that scripture reads as soon as he had finished speaking to saul the soul of jonathan was knit to the soul of david and jonathan loved him as his own i want to kind of expound on that scripture a little bit and related to that definition that andre just read um, because it says that a soul tie is love or a linkage to someone that is equal to us in reverence or that we see or love as our own self right and so in this particular scripture um it was not necessarily between two people that were in a relationship and i want to point that out because typically when we think of soul ties we think of it as um being in a relationship with someone or being even being involved sexually with someone and then creating a soul tie that way but we see here in the scripture um that it was not that way um it was between two two friends who were working together of course um and so what do you Arshana, think about you know people being able to get soul ties or gain soul ties to someone other than you know um a romantic interest um well um we had talked about this last week um mm -hmm. and how you know you can have a soul tie with like friendships or also with relationships or um, in general, um, and how it's not necessarily just a negative thing. It's not always positive, not always negative is not always positive, um, but just having that discernment of understanding what it is. And if it is a negative thing, then you need to understand how to get out of that, it, both friendships and relationships, um, like romantic relationships. Um, Cause you could be attached to somebody who it, you've been close with since like kindergarten um, and, they could be somebody who, you know, you both benefit from that relationship and that friendship, or it could be something that is toxic, but you just can't like get out of that friendship. So I think it's just like, it goes hand in hand and you just have to have that discernment and understanding, you know, which one it is, um, mm -hmm. how it makes you feel. Cause I think we, <laughs> honestly, I think a lot of it is just common sense. Like we know, we know when a relationship is good or if it's bad. It's just about whether or not we can get out of our feelings enough to, you know, move forward or heal or, you know, stay in something or, you know, whatever. 
Uh huh. Absolutely. And I really like that word that you use attachment because um, oftentimes people don't understand or we don't understand, you know, that a soul tie is pretty much like an attachment that you have to another person. And it can be built on, um, as you just gave an example of a long time relationship, just knowing someone for a long time, you can create that soul tie. We often use terms like unbreakable bond or Mm -hmm. nothing or no one can come between this friendship that we have. And so in those friendships, you have just gained a soul tie. And again, a soul tie is not always a negative thing because in this scenario, it is a friendship that you have had for a long time where someone has been uh, dedicated to you. They've been loyal. You've gone through the ups and downs together. You've covered for each other, you know, whatever the case may be. And so this is the perfect example of a soul tie that does not come from a relationship, but that is just solely built on friendship, whether it's same sex or um, opposite sex. You can definitely build a soul tie with a friend. Um, We kind of talked about last week being able to build a soul tie with a cousin, um, someone who mentors you, um, someone who coaches you, whatever the case may be. You can even have a soul tie with your pastor. And again, these are healthy soul ties. These are people who help groom you, help grow you, um, who inspire you, who you just have that attachment to, as Arshana said. Yes. I agree. Yeah. And I think that's the key. Like you kept saying like the healthy part, like I think it's hard for a lot of us to wrap our minds around like the positive and the healthy aspect of it, because for so long we've been hearing about soul ties in a negative way that like, yeah, to think about it in a positive way is like, are you sure, you know, like, (laughs) are you sure I can do this? Are you sure this is real? Um, yeah, because because I think a lot of times as well, like we form attachments with people and um, I can even speak from experience, like we can form attachments with people and sometimes we can go a little overboard with how we feel about it because mm-hmm. we're so used to like, I'll say, for example, I personally believe that you can have male friends because it's just about how, you know, you handle the situation, how you handle the relationship. If Mm -hmm. you are the type of person who looks at that male or even that female, and you instantly start thinking, I'm gonna get into a relationship with them, that might be unhealthy, you know? And I think like that goes hand in hand when it comes to like soul ties. We, We think of relationships with people and, and we start, centering our whole focus on like relationships instead of necessarily like friendships, companionship, mentorship, Mm -hmm. you know, stuff like that. Yeah, it's all about, you know, the connotation in which we view it or, you know, our perspective of the soul tie um, in general, because like we said, you know, there are so many other different perspectives that we can take such as you know friendships mentorships um and different things of that nature one soul tie of course that we know of and i think um everybody is kind of very familiar with is the soul tie in the form of a soul mate you know that's that relationship that we're talking about um the soul mate and it even talks about in the bible you know how two will become one and of course that's the perfect example of a soul tie Sometimes in the church, we call it being equally yoked, Yes, you know, and this is the tie that you form with someone before, you know, getting married. Um, when you find out what you guys have in common, you know, if you have the same beliefs, values, morals, um, spiritually and naturally. And so, you know, that's just one example, too, you know, of that relationship soul tie that is mm-hmm. built. And again, it's a healthy it's a healthy soul tie. Yep. I agree. Yeah, that soulmate thing. That's a good one. I, <laughs> I, I wonder about like, because I feel like, you know, the church, I would say church culture, we think about like the equally yoked and finding our mates and stuff like that. But I wonder how many people actually like believe in soulmates. Like we always talk about soul ties, but I wonder how many, you know, believers, you know, believe in soulmates, because I feel like I, from my personal experience, I've seen a lot, heard a lot of people who don't believe in soulmates, you know, but they mm-hmm. believe in soul ties. So I wonder <laughs> where people. Yeah. Feel that 
Yeah, we, we actually talked about this in um, Keeping It 100 a couple of weeks ago. We talked about, you know, we're talking mm-hmm. about love and we talked about soulmates. So yeah. we had that conversation. Check us out on facebook.com forward slash Black News Undisputed yeah. forward slash videos to check that out. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Absolutely. I, I, had a, I had a quick question for, for you ladies. Um, speaking of soul ties. So I'm on, I'm on a website here. I'm not going to get too deep into what they're saying, but um, they're basically saying about soul ties with your parents. Can you have a soul tie with a parent? You see when you have a, um, like there's a, a, a son that might be a mama's boy. You know, or you might have that mm-hmm. mother. You might have that mother that is a. You know, she she's the type of mo- mother that will vet the wife or vet the girlfriend, and you know, will be jealous. You know, almost it's almost like the son is her man. You know, she's doing yeah. everything mm-hmm. intimate. You know, it's like is that a form of a soul tie also? Oh wow, Maybe. that is that is deep. That is trading into deep water. Um, I definitely believe that to be a soul tie because you know it's that relationship, like Arshana was talking about with the friends that kind of grow up together. Well, when it comes to our parents, we grow up with our parents, we grow up in the same household, we develop their mannerisms, their mindsets, their um, their language, you know, and we develop that close bond and even that parent-child relationship can tiptoe into an unhealthy or negative soul tie when it comes to, you know, um, that mother being overprotective of her son or, you know, tearing down every relationship that he has in his life because she wants to always remain the number one, you know, or um, even the same way that a father can be, you know, with Mm -hmm. his son. So absolutely. I personally believe that to be a soul tie. Um, We don't really see examples of that in the Bible in particular, but um, just with us putting it together, you know, some things we can kind of put together. God gives us the wisdom and knowledge to do so. Um, And I definitely believe that to be a form of a soul tie. What about you, Arshana? I agree. (laughs) I agree. Yeah, that's a negative soul tie, I would say, because any (laughs) I would say any relationship like that where you're like completely attached to a person good and bad yeah i would consider that a soul tie and that example is a little bit toxic so <laughs> uh, yeah, i hope some of you on the, who are watching um aren't you know mama's mama's boys uh <laughs> whatever right we definitely we're, we try, we're gonna try not to step on any toes, but you know, sometimes it's good to get your toes stepped on, especially when you're ready to go to a new We're year. gonna pray for y'all. <laughs> exactly, yeah. exactly, exactly. So, so, so our comment section is lit up. Yes, okay, so let's go to the comments. I'm gonna start from the last comment. We should all be talking about soul ties right now. All right, if you want to read that, uh, either Ashana or Marissa. Um, from Minister Tiffany, unhealthy soul ties can be broken. Walking in awareness of the unhealthy soul tie, coupled with a desire for freedom or deliverance unto liberty and personal, emotional, and I think she said mental health at the end. Yeah, mental health. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes, blessings. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and Mr. Kevin says the word of God speaks in second Corinthians six fourteen. be not unequally yoked together with unbelievers for what fellowship hath righteousness with unrighteousness and what communion hath light with darkness. Yeah. I actually want to talk about that just a tiny bit because I feel like we can always talk about equally yoked another time, but I think that goes hand in hand with soul ties, um, with friendships mm-hmm. as well, friendships and relationships. Because um, I know for a fact, um, it goes with the soul ties thing that we talk about relationships when it comes to unequally yoked more than we talk about friendships. But the Bible says um, with unbelievers in general. Um, and then a lot of people also take that to mean you can't be like, fr- like you can't, speak to people, you know, like you can't talk or communicate with people who are unbelievers. Um, and I want to hear like, I guess your perspective of like this unequally yoked thing and, you know, deviating away or navigating away from having an unhealthy soul tie. Um, Cause I think being unequally yoked 
is the same thing as having an unhealthy soul tie. Yeah. So absolutely. Absolutely. I think being unequally yoked um, is definitely an unhealthy soul tie. Well, it can be. That's if two people understand that they're unequally yoked and decide to try to force it to work, you know, stay together because sometimes we fall in love and then we discover these things and we're not quick to act on our new discovery. You know, we feel like we've gotten so deep into our emotions that we want to stay instead of saying, okay, I see that, you know, this is not going to work. We're unequally yoked and we need to walk away. Oh no, we don't want to do that. We want to follow our heart Mm -hmm. (laughs) and we want to say, you know, we're going to stay in this and make it work. You know, it'll get better over time. And that's when, when we make that decision in our mind is when we step into that unhealthy soul tie, because now we don't want to let this person go, even though it's unhealthy. And Arshana, you mentioned a word earlier, toxic. I'm big on words. That's why I always point them out. Um, (laughs) You mentioned a word toxic and when something is toxic for you, that's when you know, you know, that you need to let it go, that it is unhealthy. And I actually, before we came on here, I kind of made um, a list of how you know a soul tie is positive and how you know it's negative. And what I feel is that a positive soul tie will drive you. It will motivate you. It will inspire you and it will edify you. What does edify mean? Build up. Edify means build up. And so if it's a positive soul tie, then it will definitely build you up. I think I saw Robin in the comment section who was saying something along those lines. And then a negative soul tie, that kind of soul tie is what drains you. It depletes you. It distracts you from your ultimate goals, your purpose, you know, the things that you want to achieve in life. And then it can even push you into depression. And anytime a thing or a person pushes you into depression, it is toxic. Ooh, it is yeah. unhealthy. Do not pass go. Do not collect $200. Let it go. <laughs> Let it go. That's <laughs> That's the thing right there. (laughs) (laughs) Lydia. Yes. Positive soul ties can help with your spiritual growth. That's definitely. And we take that for granted. You know, I think a lot, we don't, I would say lately we have a hard time having like positive relationships with one another. I would say in the church culture and the church world, we have a hard Mm -hmm. time like with that mentorship and that leadership and that bond and just like that fellowship, I think like we have a really hard time with that positive, you know, relationship and that positive soul tie so that our spiritual growth can actually like happen. Like Mm -hmm. we can't grow, you know, in our relationship with Christ. I think we are so caught up with um, like, appealing to each other and look at me and, you know, wanting approval from so many people that we forget about like the, how we need more and more people to like hold us accountable and also like encourage and motivate us um, and to get us out of certain situations, get us out of these negative soul ties, you know, we take that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, And I think too, kind of what you were leaning into a little bit is, you know, about our relationship with God, sometimes even a positive soul tie, even though it's, you know, it's building us up, you know, it's keeping us focused, it's driving us. If we don't put that person in our life in the proper place, making God our priority, then although they may be good for us, we're putting them before our relationship with God. We find ourselves spending more time with them. We find ourselves seeking advice from them before we even seek advice from God, you know? And so it can still turn into an unhealthy soul tie because anything that takes you away from God is not good for you. Absolutely. So we have to definitely know the difference. Yes, you're right. I think um, I was looking in the comments here and I saw Robin X. How do you remove a negative soul time? Maybe we can get that one on the screen. Yes. Do you have any thoughts on that, Arshana? Removing a soul time. I have a lot of thoughts on that one. (laughs) Mine is a little more blunt. (laughs) Okay, let's hear it. Let's hear it. We need one tonight. Say it, say it. This black news undisputed. Yeah, yes. I'm I'm the type of person that I will say it like and 
um, praying to God that I do it in a way that doesn't hurt your feelings. Cause I don't want to hurt your feelings. Yes. I really just want to help you. Um, I'm, mm -hmm. I'm trying to say it with love. Cause I love you all. Even <laughs> if I don't know you, I love you. We love you. you. <laughs> we love <laughs> you. Um, so personally, like I said earlier, I've personally believed that we all know when a relationship, friendship, whatever is, negative toxic i think we all know because we've seen the signs like we've all grown up you know growing up and having our friends around us be like i'm not your friend anymore and then you're being upset about it and crying and all that stuff like we've been through the situations growing up from kindergarten preschool whatever on so i think a lot of the things that we see is repetitive um it may be said in a different way or done in a different way, but um, the feelings behind it, I think are the same. And it's up to us to decide whether or not we love ourselves enough and if we are obedient to God enough to get out of those situations. Um, so I think in order to remove a negative soul tie, you one, have to look at yourself. First, you need to see like whether or not you think of yourself worthy enough to get out of that negative soul tie, number one. And then number two, you got to definitely, well, number one is always ask God about it. Of course, that's always number one. But number two, I would say like you really need to like take, like take that step to really like be obedient to what God is saying to you. You know, you really need to like follow after that. What is God telling you about this relationship? friendship, whatever, what has God said before you even recognize that it was a negative soul tie? Because um, I would say for myself, I've been in a relationship and a friendship where I knew and I saw the signs and God said that it was going to be like a temporary thing, but I wanted to prolong it because my, feel my feelings got involved. And in the end, how the relationship ended was a lot more hurtful than if I was just obedient to what God said in the first place. And I think a lot of times it's the way that we get out of negative soul ties is just to be obedient. Yes, it may sting yes. a little. That little pinch may happen. Like, you know, when you get a shot, it's going to hurt just a little bit. But, you know, God's going <laughs> to put that Band-Aid over it and it's going to be just fine. You'll be okay. Yeah versus the end result of you not being obedient and then it's gonna hurt 10 times worse when it god has to force it closed you know absolutely and then i think oftentimes too um when it comes to soul ties or anything that's not good for us um especially relationships in particular we always ask god to give us a sign right we're like god we, we, we want to do the right thing. So we go to God in prayer. We say, you know, this time I'm going to do it right. I'm going to seek God about my decisions. I'm going to seek God about my choices, who I allow in my circle, who I date, all of these different things. And so we go to God and we ask him, you know, Lord, is this person good for me? Is this someone that you have designed to be in my life? And then God tells us no. And then we, out of our own desire, out of our own will, we pursue those relationships or friendships anyway, um, you know, within our own motives. And so then sometimes we get in those relationships and maybe we didn't see God in the beginning. Mm -hmm. Maybe we just got into it and we see, you know, that certain things aren't going as we expected. And so then we consult God and we say, God, I need you to show me a sign if I should stay here or if I should move. Well, yes. then God shows us a sign that's and amazing. then we're like, that's not the, that's not the sign enough, God. You know, that's not a big enough sign. I think one day I was scrolling That's on social me. media and somebody made a post where they were talking about, you know, when you ask God for a sign and then in the photo, there was a guy laying on the ground and a stop sign fell on top of him. And so it was pretty much painting the picture of how, you know, we want God to show us drastic signs. And oftentimes the only time we'll really receive the sign is when we're already broken, when we're already hurt, because we wait on it to get bad enough yes. you know, for us to walk away. But so why we have to condition ourselves. Yeah, we have to condition ourselves even getting ready to go into a new year. We have to condition ourselves to be able to move before we break. Mm, that's a word for somebody. That's a good we one. We need to learn to move before we're broken. So that way you're not always picking up the pieces to yourself, putting yourself back together again, but you're moving when you first see the sign. Receive the sign, receive the sign, and move. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen.
see the side. Yes, that's so good. I see moving before we broken because I mean, if you really think about it, how messed up is that? That we are gonna wait to get hurt? Yeah, we gonna wait. Like, when when we're driving in the car or whatever and somebody's playing chicken or whatever and you go you gonna really keep going until you crash or are you gonna <laughs> swerve like are you gonna swerve before you hit the car like you see that deer you know going across the street are you just gonna keep going and be like god tell me when to stop <laughs> no like you're gonna you're gonna move you know god mm -hmm. showed you to stop the deer walking across the street is the sign for you to stop you know and just like you said i don't know why we do that why are we addicted to the pain are we addicted to the hurt you know like that feeling that mm -hmm. in our heart are we so addicted to that that we don't want to leave that or mm -hmm. is it really that we really care about that person so much that we just can't we just can't live without them, you know? Mm -hmm. What is that? Like, why Why do we do that? Yeah, I, I, I think that it's important for us to move before we break. Yeah, we have to definitely take the time to, you know, look in the mirror. And this is the perfect time, you know, during this pandemic, you know, where we're social distance, where we're stuck at home, you know, to really take time to get to know ourselves. You know, really take time to get to know our weaknesses and to get to know our strengths. You know, even going into this new year, I think sometimes we we shift and transition in our lives with the mindset of people that we need to put out of our lives to make our lives better. When sometimes it's not putting out the people that will make our lives better, but it's us truly checking ourselves out yeah. and making sure that we're doing what we need to do in relationship to other people. Yes. Um, and that's a hard thing for us to do. It's much easier. Um, and I know this is heavy tonight and it's probably really, you know, um, hitting hitting us hard to hear these things. But, you know, it's definitely necessary. And like Arshana said, you know, it, it, it's going to be good for you in the end. You know, it stings first, but it's good for you in the end. But definitely going into a new year, I think it goes without saying that we have to look at ourselves because no one else is in control of your life but you, you know. And so it's what we allow. It's who we allow in our lives. And even when we see the signs and, you know, we consult God and he gives us direction, it's us who choose not to take the direction. And so we have to say, you know, is this person hurting me or, you know, are they being a negative soul tie, a negative influence in my life? Are they doing it over and over and over again? Or are they just being who they are and I'm staying here? I'm allowing this to happen. I'm not walking away when I should. So we definitely have to make sure that we stay in tune with God, you know, and when he gives us instruction to make sure that we follow those instructions, he's never going to steer us wrong. He's never going to steer us wrong. So we definitely yeah. have to make sure that we're ready to hear from him and receive what he's saying. Yes. Amen. Amen. Let's read some more of the comments because I'm seeing some. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know this is a heavy hitter topic. A lot of, I know a lot of people yeah. got Jesus always, um, Mr. Kevin says, Jesus always communed with the non-believers all the time, but he also spent time fasting and praying daily to not allow the issues of those battling with different forms of demonic strongholds contaminate his spirit. Yeah, that's a good one. I agree. Yeah, I agree. Definitely. Fasting, fasting is praying is one of those things that allows you to purge and cleanse yourself of unhealthy things, you know, things that God has not intended for you in your life. And so um, fasting, you can never go wrong with fasting. Yeah. God's always going to speak to you in those times and give you the direction that you need. Yes. I think we talked about that last week, too, about the, you know, contaminating our spirit, kind of how, like, you know, the transference of spirits. That should be a, yeah. a topic for next for next time um, or another time. I think we should talk about, hit, highlight that a little bit more. It seems like the Holy Spirit wants to talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> definitely, definitely. I agree. Yes, Let's see. Absolutely. She said, you said a mouthful. Okay. All right, Robin. Mm -hmm. Who else do we have? We are so caught up with being negative. Yes, I think that comment came back when we were talking about, you know, how soul ties can also be positive. Yes. Um, so, yes, we do have to know the difference between the positive and the negative. 
Miss Robin. Yes, that's beautiful. I've removed the people. I've walked away from homosexuality as well. I'm just wanting to cleanse my soul. Yes, that's beautiful. Uh, congratulations, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, that's that's beautiful. It, it takes time. It's a process for sure. Miss um, Paula Washington, it's my mother. So many times with um, <laughs> we have to change our thoughts. The Bible says in Philippians four eight. Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about these things. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. Yes. Amen. It's so interesting. Yes. My pastor has been talking about watch and pray. It's been our series for this month. And today he was focusing on our thoughts. So mm -hmm. I think that's Beautiful. <laughs> so well, I think this I, is a. Oh, go, go ahead, go ahead. Oh, go ahead, Andre. No, I, I had another question. I wanted to bring something else up with soul ties. Okay. Uh -huh, uh -huh. Let me put myself in full screen for this one. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so here's my here's my thought. What do you say to those that have pets and they feel like their pet is their soulmate or? <laughs> Do we share soul ties with animals? You know, the pet lovers, the animal lovers? Uh, no, I don't think so. <laughs> no, I think, I think we love our pets. You know, we, we receive them as our own. We treat them like our children. But I do not think it's possible to have a soul tie with your pet. Okay, the, the, the only reason I asked that question because I went on Google and I asked about soul ties with pets because I wanted to see what it had to say. And there are actually people that think that, that their pet is their soulmate. So I just wow. had to, I, had, I just had to ask the question. And because we're talking about, you know, the, for the simple fact that we're talking about soul ties, you know, because it's, it can be negative and it can be positive. That's why we're really having a conversation. <laughs> but I don't think you can get a negative effect from a, even loving your pet too much, you know, because it's just unconditional to me. I don't know. I think that's something different. Yeah, I, I think that's on a whole nother level. I was laughing at Arcana's face the whole time you were reading that. So, yeah, I think we're going to leave that on Google. All right. I just I just wanted to bring it up for those that might be thinking it, you know? No, that's something else. Absolutely. But you know what? I think this is our per a perfect time to move on to our next scripture. Amen? Yes. Amen. And that scripture is coming from 1 Corinthians chapter 6 verse 16 again for those of you who are following us as we're reading this scripture it's first corinthians chapter 6 verse 16 and it says flee from sexual immortality every other sin a person commits is outside of the body but the sexual immoral person sins against his own body this is such a powerful scripture because this addresses i think um everybody's knowledge of soul ties. Most people, when they think of a soul tie, they think about this aspect, which is uh, um, receiving or getting a sexual soul tie with someone um, through intercourse, of course. Um, and the Bible, it speaks on that. And it says that, you know, every other sin that we commit, you know, is outside of our own bodies, which, you know, if I'm a liar, I'm telling a lie. That's my sin. If I'm a thief and I steal, that's my sin. But then there are things and spirits or, you know, we know them to be demons that can come upon us when we are um, involved with someone who we have a negative soul tie with or an unhealthy soul tie. Um, whose spirits transfer, as Arshana was kind of mentioning earlier, who transfer onto us. And then now we're carrying that weight. We're carrying those sins. Um, we're carrying those mannerisms, those behaviors, those languages, mm -hmm. now that we've had an encounter with that person. So I want to know, what do you think about that, Arshana? That's a topic that I, I'm going to be honest, honesty, I mm -hmm. don't know too much about it. Like I, I've actually been like very curious about this whole thing, like, especially like the transference of spirits, all of those things. Like I've been super like interested in understanding that because 
that means like you really have to be on your guard and really have like real discernment. And th that's one thing that I'm like, I feel like God has been saying you need to learn about it, but I've just been like, <laughs> I'm, I'm so nervous. <laughs> 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 so I don't I don't know too much about it. I'm gonna be completely honest. So I'm gonna mm -hmm. learn today. Toss it back. Toss it yeah. Back. So. Okay. <laughs> so um from from my studies, particularly um in the Bible and at Lamon on College here in Memphis, Tennessee. Those of you who are watching Ooh, from Memphis yes. know about Lamon, and maybe you guys know about Lamon too. Um, but I took a course here in Memphis at Lamoan and we did a study on soul ties and we actually studied this particular perspective of soul ties and mm -hmm. how who you have a sexual encounter with um, is really a bigger deal than you know. It's not just about um, the pleasure of the moment. And I know a lot of adults are tuning into this. And so, you know, we're just going to say it like it is you know it's it's not just about the pleasure of a moment but it's that transfer of spirits that take place you can be dealing with a person who is battling depression um you can be dealing with a person who who is a liar who has a lying spirit mm. um who has a deceitful spirit and now you're carrying that spirit on you it transfers through intercourse which is why of course we're encouraged by Christ, you know, to wait until we're married so that we're not picking up all of these different spirits from different people. And that's a lot of times what causes us to deal with these different emotions and face these di different battles within ourselves. It's because mm -hmm. of those encounters. Wow. And so I want to know, what do you guys think in the comment section, those that are watching? Um, if you have any questions about that, Andre? Yeah, so, so I had a comment based on what you just said about waiting before marriage mm -hmm. so let's say okay so you wait you wait before marriage to have sex because of mm -hmm. what you just said mm -hmm. what about when you get married what if that person still has those same things on them how do you get them off of you especially let's say you're not even a christian you don't know to pray you don't know to ask god to you know get those spirits off of you how do you get those spirits to not attack you, you know, like I'm the husband and my wife has this problem. How do I get her, you know, those spirits not to attack me? And you know what, that is so deep, but I guess we can go deep tonight. Um, it's my understanding, you know, again, through studying and praying that if you wait until marriage, of course, before you get married, these are things that you're, that are going to be revealed to you before you even marry that person. And, you know, you guys, have that sexual encounter. And so if you're taking time to date this person and you're taking time to pray about this person and commune with God while you're in the relationship phase, while you're in the dating phase, you're going to learn everything that you need to know about them. God is going to reveal everything that you need to know. And this is how you will determine that you're equally yoked. You know, you will know everything about them. So going into that encounter after marriage, um, you I would hope, you know, that if you've prayed, you know, you've truly gotten to know that person, you won't really necessarily have to worry about anything being transferred to you that's unwanted or, you know, that's not ordained by God, mm. if that makes sense. Mm. Yeah, it does. It does. You know, just yeah. like, you know, you may have, you know, you have the typical husband, you know, husband, maybe his father drank alcohol and then he drinks alcohol and then he gets mm -hmm. married and then his wife has to deal with him drinking alcohol and then maybe they have a son and then the son has to, I guess that gets into generational curses. That's, yeah, yeah. It gets into generational curses. So I guess to answer your question about for people who aren't believers and how to like get those spirits off of them, I will say this from a worldly <laughs> perspective, therapy counseling but i would say from a, a godly perspective therapy counseling but prayer and fasting has to be yeah. overall um and it's and that's why it's imperative that as believers we are super adamant about teaching the word of God and telling people about Christ and who he is and his love and his deliverance, you know, so that in his healing power, um, so that people can recognize that you can't do anything by yourself. You cannot remove these strongholds alone. Therapy only works halfway. And this is a person who psychology is my major and I'm going into that career, like career force. Like, yeah, I want to make money. But like as a 
realistic thing like therapy only goes part of the way but mm -hmm. prayer and fasting you know relying on god trusting in jesus that is the ultimate and really only way that you can get any spirits off of you completely and that's one thing about god he never he never misdirects us. He always lets us know the things that are coming, everything that's going. He doesn't allow you to be caught off guard by anything. Um, he's always going to prepare you for the things be coming up before you. And he's always going to properly release you from the things that are behind you. And so, again, you know, I want to repeat that prayer and fasting is important because we have to make sure that we're in alignment with god mentally spiritually and emotionally you can never go wrong when you're solely dependent upon god Absolutely. you know even the word of god tells us not to lean into our own understanding of things mm -hmm. you know but to acknowledge him in all of our ways and he'll direct yeah. our paths and so you know, we always have to come to the realization that the word of God and everything that God commands us to do and how he commands us to live. And I think I said this last week is for the greater good. You know, some people I think, you know, hear that, you know, God wants us to wait until we're married, you know, to engage in sex. And they're like, oh, well, you know, they don't want to do it because, it's, you know, it's what I want to do. It's what my flesh wants. Or, you know, why is God keeping us from doing X, Y and Z? But it's not because God wants to be bossy. It's not because God wants to control you. It's because God wants to prevent us from the evils of this world. And so, like I said, he always gives us the blueprint and he never gives us instruction without good sound reasoning. So we have to just trust him and know that he knows what's best for us. Absolutely. I agree. I agree. <laughs> what, what has some people in the comments said? All right, let's oh, get into yeah. these comments. Let's get into these comments. We want to know what y'all saying. What y'all talking about? <laughs> um, uh, Miss Paula Washington this is the only time I can say her first name. <laughs> That's the problem many people have trying to fill a void that only God can fill with people, objects, creatures, and anything else. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm -hmm. People can also get soul ties through entertaining familiar spirits. That's oh, true. Oh, yes. Yes, I love Ooh. that one because it talks about how familiar spirits is kind of, you know, down the line of when we find ourselves meeting different people, but they're, they're the same. You know, we find ourselves dating people that are of the same spirit, that are of the same nature, that treat us the same way. Um, and that's that familiar spirit. And so we do have to be mindful that even when we release the soul tie, whew, this is deep, Holy Ghost. Okay, mm -hmm. so it's, it's a soul tie sometimes can be so strong to the point where it's not predicated on a person, but it's predicated on a spirit. It's predicated on that same kind of spirit, that same kind of vibe, using a more up-to-date term. And so although we may not have that soul tie connection with that person, we let the person go, but we have a soul tie with that kind of spirit. And so we find ourselves coming in contact with people of the same spirit, of the same action, because we have not released ourselves from that, being connected to that, being drawn to that, opening yeah. up ourselves to that. So that familiar spirit is definitely major. Mm-hmm. Amen. 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 It can set you all the way back. <laughs> 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 Um, it says teach, yes. The transfers of those ties, I'm a believer of that, depression, anxiety, financial instability, and those things will set up your life from other people's lives. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Mm -hmm. uh -huh. If one has been delivered from an issue, but has friendships or relationships with people who struggle with that issue, um, they can take on um, even more or multiple soul ties and issues that are of demonic stronghold. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Fasting and praying will remove it. God is the only thing big enough to remove things bigger than you. Absolutely. God can do all things. The Bible says that He's able to do exceedingly and abundantly above all that we can ask or think. Yes. Without a Paula doubt. Paula says, without a doubt. <laughs> all right, Paula. <laughs> Amen. Yes, I love it. Okay.
Oh, we have a question. So, okay. Um, it says, uh, what are your thoughts about a couple who is going to get married but has sex before the actual marriage? Wow. And that's, um, that's kind of something that we were kind of touching on here a minute ago. Um, of course, if we're going from a biblical perspective, then of course we know that the word of God tells us to wait until we are married. Um, and again, that's for our own benefit, but you know, of course we know that we are all human and there is a portion of our world, you know, that engage in sexual activity before marriage. When you do that, you know, of course you're making a conscious decision to say, I'm going to do what I want to do, I'm going to do it my way, and I'm willing to accept whatever comes of this. And this even goes beyond a spiritual soul tie. It goes be, it goes to the point of, you know, if I end up having a child with this person, whatever comes out of this, I'm making a conscious decision that I'm going to do what I want to do, and I'm willing to accept whatever comes after it. And the consequences, <laughs> yep. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, I feel like it's the same thing. Like, I think it applies, this whole situation applies to people who are single, who are engaged, who are thinking about getting married, whatever you are. Mm -hmm. But, like, it applies, you know? I don't think just based off of, like, wherever the trajectory of your life is, like, it's different, <laughs> you know? It's the same, you know? Sex before marriage is, you know, biblically, you know, what God mm -hmm. says something that we shouldn't be doing so even if you're engaged you still shouldn't be doing it i mean and mm -hmm. yeah but if we if you do like i mean we're all human just like you said um we're all yeah. human so it's not that like you're gonna just be punished in eternal damnation <laughs> like it's not gonna <laughs> like that's not you know it's gonna happen but it's just just like you said recognizing the consequences you know and mm -hmm. um and if you don't want to act on that same thing again, even if you're a single person and you had sex when you were 18 and kept on going and now you're 35 or whatever, and you've decided that you want to finally live a life of purity, go on ahead, ask for that forgiveness and just, it's okay to move forward. And it's the same thing for couples. If you started off having sex in your relationship and you've both decided that that's not what you wanna do in the continuance of your relationship, that's fine. Go on ahead. It is okay to change your mind. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I second that, Arshana. Um, and I definitely, of course, you know, we don't wanna get too off topic, but I do wanna yeah. make sure to touch on this because I know that I've, heard the question or I've heard people say things like, um, you know, what if I wait until I get married and, you know, I'm not happy with the results. I'm just going to say it like that. I'm not happy with the results because I chose to wait. Well, one thing about God, he's so awesome and so loving and so considerate of us that even in our waiting and if you do things the right way, God is going to partner you with somebody who is going to be perfect for you. Yeah. He's going to partner you with someone who is going to be perfect for you. You just have to trust him. And, and that's where they're thinking we have to exit out when we want to step in and say, God, I know what's best for me. So I need to test this out, you know, before I get married. I need to do this because I need to micromanage you. No, we don't need to micromanage God. God knows everything about us. He's numbered the hairs on our heads and he's going to make sure that you're happy. He wants you to be happy. And that's where the positive soul ties come in. Mm -hmm. Yes. Mm -hmm. Exactly, exactly. And another thing we have to make sure that we continue <laughs> to pray and ask God for who, who that special person is because yes. you could wait. You could wait all you want and still marry the wrong person. Yes. <laughs> yeah. We'll have to talk about this is a topic. Yeah. We got so many topics, marriage, relationships. Yes, that I should have had I should have had a notepad here. <laughs> That's a good we'll have to watch the playback for this one again. Like we had Yes. Yes. Everybody mm -hmm. watch the playback. Nuggets. Just fast forward the 58 minutes. Yeah, because last week, <laughs> man, there was some nuggets in last week. So I have to do it again. <laughs> yes. Yes. Do you have any more scriptures that you wanted to like reference? Yeah. Yes. The final scripture, I guess Andre can go ahead and put that up. 
And I see Robin. Robin is saying y'all are helping us tonight. Blessed. <laughs> yes, it's all you. <laughs> <laughs> and so Andre is going to put this final scripture up, and um, we'll jump right into it. And so that scripture is First Corinthians six and sixteen. And it says, or do you not know that he who is joined to a prostitute, woe, becomes one body with her? For as it is written, the two shall become one flesh. Mm. And I think this is actually kind of what we talked about um, and where the Bible is making reference to a prostitute. Um, and I oftentimes say that a lot of things in the Bible are to be taken literally. And then there are some times that you kind of have to, you know, expand on what you're reading and so i see in this scripture where god is saying a prostitute but he is is kind of being mentioned in the fashion of you know connecting with someone who is unhealthy you know mm -hmm. and then you becoming one flesh with them and we talked about that the transfer of spirit so not necessarily a prostitute but a prostitute in this passage is just an example of someone who um you can have an unhealthy soul tie with and we, yeah. that's why we just have to be careful with who we encounter, who we interact with, um, rather it's physically or not physically. We just have to be cautious and, of course, stay in alignment with God. Yes. Exactly. Amen. Exactly. I love that. <laughs> Staying right. in alignment. Yes, yes, yes. Yes. And, and, and I see. Oh, yeah. No, comments, right? Comments? Yeah. <laughs> sure, go ahead. <laughs> Lydia says, okay, Andre. Fast. Fast. Yes. <laughs> yes, question replay. Yep, yep. <laughs> yes, we were just talking about this, the trusting in the Lord and not leaning on our own understanding. Absolutely. And I think that's something Absolutely. that we forget about a lot of times, not to think about our own feelings and stuff. So, yeah. Exactly, exactly. All right, All folks. Right. Well, I think that we had a great show. We've been in an hour. Let's not overdo it. <laughs> Let's yeah. push the hot button. <laughs> this was a good conversation. Yes. If you have any other questions or comments, feel free to definitely put them in the comments. Um, we read them even after this, you know, is over, and we can even touch on some things next week. So we would definitely uh you know, love to still read them. Um, continue to share this video to all your friends, family, and Everybody else. <laughs> yes, yes, absolutely. Yes. <laughs> we definitely enjoyed you guys, and we thank you all for coming in. Um, if you haven't shared the video, make sure that you share the video. Make sure that you join us next week at the same time. Um, for what the Bible says, Black News Undisputed. Um, and if you're watching the replay, we definitely do. As Arshana said, we want you to participate. Leave your comments uh, just as you would if you were viewing live. Um, send an inbox to Black News Undisputed. If you have any topic suggestions, we're definitely open-minded to those as well. And we hope you guys have a great night. Happy New Year, guys. <laughs> yeah, Happy New Year. How can I forget? Happy New Year. <laughs> Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Last thought, we have the good, acceptable, and the perfect will of God. Yes, sir. Yes, we Absolutely. did. Absolutely. Yes, guys, yes, we sir. made it. 2020 is yes, over. Yes. Thank you, Lydia. <laughs> good discussion, guys. Loved it. Oh, thanks, Lydia. Oh, thank you. Yeah, so yeah. So I just want to do a little. Uh, I just want to say thank you to um, Arshana and Marissa. Thank you so much for <laughs> being a part of Black News Undisputed. Uh, I'm gonna say this to everybody: Black News Undisputed started in May of of this year when George Floyd was murdered um, before our very eyes, and this was supposed to be a social justice channel but it's transformed into something different. I am a Christian, so it obviously had to be Christian-based. We had to talk some Bible, yeah. have some, talk, you know, listen to some gospel music, you know, um, try to make a difference in the world. But we will continue the show, the social justice um, going yeah. into 2020 because um, when there's really, when there's no justice, there's no peace. And, you know, Amen. black people are still being killed every <laughs> single day on the streets. So we are going to bring that news to you every single day. In 2021, we will be broadcasting um, live seven days a week. All right. So stay tuned. Stay tuned for that seven days a week. Um, and I just want to thank everybody. We have a new person that has come on. Uh, I want to thank Tatiana Ferrer for joining Black News Undisputed with her show that she's been doing on her personal page called Tati Talks. 
She um, premiered this past week, past Thursday. So she's joining us again. Thank you, Marissa, for joining us um, for The Bible Says. Thank you so much. We have Soul Sisters with Kenya Ortega and Lydia Banks. All right. They will start in the place of every Monday night at 8 p.m. All right. For Soul Sisters. All right, guys. And then we will have the repost live where we take stories that are reposted, you know, news stories, and we'll uh, cover those. We'll be covering the presidential inauguration. We'll see what Trump does if he's gonna get kicked out of the White House or whatever. We'll see what happens. But we'll be covering it. All right, so stay tuned. Bye, Trump. Stay tuned. Stay tuned to see what happens. We'll cover that and we will be covering the latest on the coronavirus. All right, and the vaccine. Yeah. I'm not taking the vaccine. I'm sorry, I'm not yeah. taking it. But nah. take it if you want to. I'm not doing it. <laughs> All right, guys. Yeah. All right, so thank you so much. We'll be back again next week with The Bible Says. I'm Andre, Arshana, and Marissa. We'll see you on the next one. Peace. All right.